Everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast. We are back down south after a lovely trip up north this weekend, and that's what we're going to be talking about, isn't it, Gemma? Yep. We are. We are. We're going to be on a holiday. We had a little weekend break away to Manchester to do Corrie-related things, um, which partly meant that I didn't have time to make any notes for another bonus podcast, but also means that I don't know. Probably we did some things that people might want to hear about. That's right. I thought it was right. That's why I said it. And I've got to say a massive big thank you to all of our patrons because you guys made it possible for us to be able to take this lovely weekend break up to Manchester. Um, and honestly, we really needed it. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not it's, been great. Round it's not. Here. It's not been the greatest of years so far this year. So um, it was really nice to be able to just take the weekend away. It was so nice. Go to a hotel, yeah. have nice food and meet lovely people One of the and ni- go on a nice Coronation Street One, set tour. I just like, when I left school on Friday after school, it was just amazing because I thought I can't do work over the weekend. Like literally, it's impossible for me to do schoolwork this weekend and I really, really needed that. And also the fact that we were going away to hopefully do something really, really lovely. Um, made it all the more exciting and it was nice we had a great time there We um, it was lovely weather as well wasn't it yes it was um, yeah <laughs> and it, it, it stretched on I, I can't believe that you know Manchester and back in two days it's the sort of thing that I thought you can't really do that because it's quite far away yeah well all the Canadians and Americans listening will find this quite funny but it's really quite unheard of to go to travel four hours yeah for an, a weekend yeah, like, I mean, it, unless you're going to another country. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And guess what? The North is not another not country all, all as of yet. Yeah, they're not independent. I was quite surprised how su- how you know close it was to be honest, because we've obviously done the journey many times before. But I'm thinking that maybe we have done it in two legs before, or you know, we've yeah. done the coach when journey. When we add we in all... your dad going to visit your dad, yeah, it adds an extra half an hour, which bumps it over to four hours, and then when you add in all the stops. It starts getting oh, yeah. quite long. But I will point out to you that on the way back, it took us seven hours to get home. Yeah, that's because that's because we did stop up at Dad's house on the way there. So it's well, a bit we also of a long had journey. to stop to get a battery to charge, okay. charge your phone in and fill <laughs> up on petrol. We did quite a lot of photo taking, especially on the Sunday, didn't we? Yeah, so, uh, there's we, a lot of funny need... around go- taking place on the way home. It's fine, it's fine. Now, the reason that we decided to go on this trip was because well, it was all kind of came out of um, that play that we talked about on the podcast a month or so ago, didn't we? The vignette yeah. play that Sally Ann Matthews is going to be starring in. And, you know, no, we, we... she is starring well, in she, it. Yeah, so she was going to be starring in it and she is currently starring in it. And that's one of those things that kind of happens up north and we think, well... We can't go and do that because it's up north. But actually, this weekend has proven to us we absolutely can. And yeah, but I tell you, you what, I'm glad we did. Spend the whole of Monday saying you were tired and depressed. I was very, very tired and on mad Monday. I was quite, I was quite life. sad on Monday, um, being back to work again. Um, but you know, it doesn't take away from the, the amazing weekend that we had. So um, I think I don't know. I guess people want to wanted to hear about the weekend, otherwise they wouldn't be listening to this. So um, where should we start? God knows. I know. Sorry to drop you in on that. Maybe up to the beginning. We we don't want to go over everything. You don't want to hear about everything, do you? But you'll get to the main well, curry bits. But we had a lovely hotel. Yes, we got to stay in the Dakota. Thank mm. you to everybody who uh, is contributing to our Patreon because it helped us to get a very nice hotel. Um, 
I wouldn't say that it's the nicest hotel in Manchester, although it is still rated number one on TripAdvisor. I have been in worse hotels in Manchester, as people listen Michael to the podcast might remember. Now officially, the worst and the best hotel in Manchester. <laughs> I have literally. I've been in the worst and the best hotel. I do do it all for the podcast. Yeah. So which one would you prefer? I, I think the Dakota does um just just about pip the dodgy back alley hotel that I stayed in that one time during when the Corrie quiz was on. It was so it was nice. It's it a very new hotel. It really, is it? Yeah, it's really new. It's very trendy. Um, how Surprised was that? they let us in. Well, they nearly didn't, did they? Because we paid for valet parking because we didn't know where to park our car. <laughs> um, and there's literally a car park next to it. That's well, half we, the price. We got, there, gone there. we got there, parked in the car park behind it because we couldn't check in for another few hours. We went into the hotel and had some lunch and then drove from that car park round to the front of it so they could put us in the valet bit. When Which really, I yeah, assume we... was parked in that bit. Right? Yeah, I think it probably was. So I think we pretty much um, didn't need to do that. But it was kind of fun seeing all the posh cars in the valet bit. Well, it was hilarious because they had a Rolls Royce and two Ferraris, amongst other things, parked at the front. And we tried to get in with our... How old's our car? It's only like eight years old. An eight-year-old, scratched up. It's pretty scratched up and mucky. Corsair. Vauxhall Corsair. Yeah. And they were like... Hmm. They're like, why, why are you Quickly. getting us to do? They were very nice. They were really nice. Yeah, they the, were very. The, the, the old guy who you said, who did you say he looked John a bit Pertwee. like? Looked a bit like John Pertwee. Very, very lovely chap. Um, um, so yeah, we got into the hotel. We had a very tasty lunch. Some steak. Well, my we steak wasn't very good. I, oh I, no, you didn't like the steak. You had a ribeye and I had a fillet steak, didn't you? Ribeye's not supposed to be tough. It's no, very flavorful and fatty, but it's not tough. Yeah, but this and one was. Gemma let me into a little bit of a secret when we went to the uh, the, the the hotel uh, restaurant eaty bit, didn't you? You said if if there are any um you know not so great looking patrons, they like to hide you at the back in the shadowy bit. <laughs> If and that's what a, they did to if us. They, if you go to a restaurant that's quite trendy and you are not well dressed or beautiful, they will put you in the back. Yeah, so they they, they put us right at the way way back. They were like, matter. "Can we put you in the kitchen? Do you mind if you go in the kitchen?" No, mm. didn't do it. Yeah, so yeah. we we kind of had our lunch there, and then went out to the room and everything, and um, it was just a, a fairly decent room, wasn't it? Was a very it? nice shower. Very nice shower. We um, but but the, that we weren't here for that really. It was just a happy coincidence. No, happy coincidence. That's not the right word. Happy. Addition, because we were there to see some curry people <laughs> we and were. some curry places. So we just laced about, didn't we, all afternoon because we were absolutely knackered, and then we went to meet up with somebody. We did. We went to meet up with Charlie DeMello. Charlie DeMello, Imran Habib. Yes, because he was. Um, he, we we met up with him at the train station, didn't we? He'd just been down down He'd been a bit doing further his south. Own things, bits and bobs. Yes. And then we met up with him at the train station, and we had a drink, and it was quite funny because a few people asked for his photo while we were chatting. <laughs> it was so funny. Charlie's lovely. You, you, you oh, know, yeah, if you listen to the podcast nice, for a long time, yeah. that we're good friends. With and he's him. so photogenic. Who wouldn't want a photo? I know. Charlie we DeMello. talked about kind of this and that, and um, and yeah, just as we were as we were there, um, yeah, a couple of people went up and. Said, Said, oh, my, did they say like my 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 wife watches Coronation Street or my mum watches no. Coronation Street? Or did they say that they were? I, I just kind they of. They were both people that watch Coronation Street. Were they? And the the, the second woman said, my husband, my partner said I wouldn't do it, so I I'll prove him wrong. Oh, okay, okay. I I just kind of switch off when that happens because I have I've been in that situation before with other Corrie people and that, and Charlie like everyone that I've ever been with was very um accommodating and lovely with that. Yes. But I think one of the things that um. That made Charlie do this is because the the, the present that we gave him, didn't we? We had a couple oh, yeah. of prezzies for Charlie, um, one of which was a Conversation Street T-shirt, which is um, uh, you know what we give out to our top tier patrons. Prized possession now. Yes, 
absolutely. And if you've seen some pictures from him that evening, you'll have seen him wearing it. Um, but also, we had a special other present, didn't we? Tell this. This is I can't remember if this is your idea or mine. Do you want to say a bit about this? I thought this was Charlie's idea. I thought you didn't oh, remember yeah. it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it wasn't our idea. I don't think he realised we'd actually give it to him, but we did. And then I think quite a few people have uh, who also were recipients of prize of awards because this was a an award that was given to him on the podcast. Quite a few people who've also had awards given to them are like, "Where's mine? Where's my <laughs> certificate?" So you don't ask, you don't get for our own backs here. So what but was this award? We created for him the very special Bobbins Award to acknowledge <laughs> that Charlie Jamalo in the role of Imam Habib has won the Dirty Dog Award. So um, we did so this, printed how long ago is this? Two months ago or so that we did the Bobbins Award, month and a half or so ago. So if you haven't listened to that, it's our annual awards. It's basically the Conversation Street Razzies, isn't it? Where we kind of take the mick out of Coronation Street a little bit and, uh, and award the things that possibly shouldn't be awarded. Um, a, a, a prizes for but this particular category the dirty dog we do every year for the character who has been um, the most philanderous and can't yeah. keep it in their pantsy characters yeah. off Coronation Street in the air and, and it was I remember it was a choice between Imran and Tyrone last year really that's who it came down to wasn't it but Tyrone had well, he, had, he just kissed he only kissed Alina, her. didn't he? Yeah. But um, Imran had a full-on baby with Abby while he was still going out with uh, Toya. So we gave him the Dirty Dog Award. And at the time, Charlie loved this. He got in touch with us and said, thank you very much. Well, Where's the actual award? He also refused to give an acceptance speech until he's been given this award. Oh, yes. We're still, still waiting, Charlie. So where is it, Charlie? Still waiting. Okay, anyway. So we gave him that. He was very chuffed. We made it. it was, I'm really pleased with how it turned out. We just made it on Microsoft Publisher, didn't we? It's all been printed out nice on card. Yeah, it? printed it on card. And framed. We, yes, with we, a gold we got seal. a little seal that we bought off um, Amazon. No, don't maybe. give away the secrets. <laughs> the it's very exclusive. We had it, we had it made in a gold in a jeweler's. Yeah, I think I, I'm very very pleased with that we've we've had it on our dining room table for the past two weeks, and and every time we walk past it, we're like, oh, that looks good. So we we said to Charlie, oh, we got you know we got a t-shirt and we got a special present, and he loved it, and he was like, oh, I am an award winning actor. And I think that's maybe <laughs> what made the, the the other patrons of the bar that we were in at the time go, oh my gosh, it's Charlie Demello. I want his I want his uh, photograph, please. Yeah. So um, he has already hung yeah. it on the wall of his flat. We have seen. So thank you very much, Charlie. We're glad you enjoyed it. Um, so that that was all in the uh, the train. Well, then we bar, we walked to the to the um, Hope Mill Theatre, yes. which is was the the main reason for our visit. Yes. Where the the play is is being um, is set is being held. Yeah, and no, I didn't know what to think about this Hope Mill Theatre. It was quite close before going, I mean, because it was quite close to where we were staying, wasn't it? And, you know, when I think of a theatre, I think of, you know, big grand loads of seats, big red curtain and everything. Uh, but it wasn't oh, yeah. like that at all, was it? It was kind of, it was down a little alley and it wasn't, you want dodgy or anything. <laughs> it, it was a very intimate sort of venue. Well, it's not called Hope Mill Theatre for nothing, is it? it no, it, a... it, it was an old mill, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the actual... You kind of go in there and there's the bar area with a load of tables and whatnot. And then um, the, the actual theatre part itself is, it's just kind of like a hall, isn't it? It's, it was a very dark, for atmosphere and that, um, flat hall. It was like a studio space almost. And the seats yeah, that we were black. sitting in were just, you know, benches that had been put in for the audience. And yeah, the like stage was raised. just... You know. Yeah, and the, and the stage was just the floor that you walk across to get from, you know, the door to the room up to your seats. But before we went in there, because I don't know, we got there, what, half an hour before or ever? We had a drink and um, we were joined by another Coronation Street star, Millie Gibson. 
Which is a nice surprise because we hadn't been expecting her, had we? No, that is right. No, we didn't know that she was going to come and watch because quite a lot of the Corrie um, celebs have been um, out to show their support because um, obviously Sally Ann Matthews is performing, but also Debbie Oates, who's a Coronation Street scriptwriter, wrote the, the the script for the uh, performance that Sally was in. Yeah, so this um, this this play opened, what, Wednesday last week, I think? And, and then you saw on Twitter in, in, in the following days, people like, did Sally Denever go, I think? Yes. Jane Hazelgrove? Yeah. Um, a few others, others over that first few days. And then it was actually when we were in the... Um, in the bar at the at the train station, Charlie got a, a text message from Millie saying, Are "You going to sell show tonight?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah." And so we so we went along there. We were sitting there enjoying a drink, and then Millie and her mum came over. Both very very lovely. Oh, her mum Paula. Yes. Um, they were both absolutely delightful. So 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 lovely. Really nice. Um, Millie, absolute delight. Really 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 charming young girl actually. And um, it was funny because Charlie kind of stood up and welcomed them and gave them a hug and everything. And then uh, whenever things like that happen, because as as we know, I am not much of a social person. I think, do, do I need to stand up and hug here? Do, they don't know me. What do, shall like, I do? I... So they all did their hugs. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to go up for a hug. So, so I, I stood up and I gave I gave um, the mum a hug and I gave Kelly a hug. And I was like, oh, so nice to meet you and everything. And then we just got talking and it was just kind of normal and and lovely and nice wasn't it and we talked about you know cory things and 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 not cory things and about about 15 minutes into the podcast the, the, the penny podcast. Oh, sorry the 15 minutes into our little chat the penny dropped for millie that yes we were conversation street which was quite funny wasn't it i can't remember she, yeah I, I think I think Charlie had maybe talked to her said that we were just kind of his his friends and and, and cory fans and stuff but I, I can't remember how it came into conversation, but then uh, whatever it was we said, Millie was like, "But your your conversation street? Oh, I follow you on Twitter. Your tweets are great." And I, I said, "Oh yeah, the Gemma she does those tweets mostly." <laughs> so she knew who we were, um, and and they're just very 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 lovely conversation. Could not have been nicer. She was they like were so lovely and yeah. beautiful. I mean, if if only Kelly Nealon herself was quite so nice <laughs> and not and uh, not an evil beater upper watcher. Yes. Well, I told her that um, everybody raves about how lovely she is. Yes, yes. Which is and true. We, and we also did say we're not always the kindest about Kelly on the podcast as well. But yeah, later on we met up with um, Sal mm. after the performance and she was saying that we're a horrible bitch about Kelly and <laughs> Neely. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but what can but you do? I, I think this is just, I think that Curry probably sent Millie to the show that night just as part of their tactics to redeem the her. Because we, we have seen the redemption of Kelly Nealon desperately thrust upon us over these last four or five months, haven't we? And now they're going away from the show and actually in real life saying, Millie, go and talk to these people. Make make them love you. And you know what? It kind of kind of helped. kind of helped. I might, well, might be watching Kelly in a different light now. Yeah, I am easily swayed. I'm not very good at being... What's the word? I don't know. Unbiased. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally so, um, yeah, the, what time is the play starting? Is it like, I don't know, I can't remember, 7, 7.30-ish? Anyway, so we, we were there. Well, I was six at... short plays by local female playwrights, yeah. one of whom is actually Hannah Ellis Ryan, who played, pretend, dead... Uh, Katie. Katie. Katie MacDonald. Who was Hannah. Um, Liz's child, but not really, the Australian You one. remember that story, um, that she, well-loved classic she wrote Go Down in History Curry story. Called The Reference... Yeah. Um. And that. So the first half was three plays. Mm-hmm. Um. And one of them was. 
There was the, the first one was um, was the lady. It was it was a monologue. There was a, there's a variety. Most of the sh- the plays were oh what, well, maybe it's called Limerence. Maybe they were like ten minutes long. Were they the plays ish? I don't have the pamphlet with me, so I can't I can't say. Oh, no. Can we go and quickly I, get it? Are you, are you gonna you gonna carry on yeah. talking? Right, you carry on. So talking. First, I'm gonna go to the lounge. The first one was a like um soliloquy or by a um by an actress who was talking about her experiences with her girlfriend who turned out to be bipolar or have some kind of mental illness issues, and she was talking about how uh it was a struggle to understand understand her so that that was pretty good then the second one i'm back was give it to me um <laughs> now this is interesting because they it's got two different names this this play and this is why i wanted you to go and get this program mm. because on the in, on the website it's called jimmy mac but on the program it's called the demon dog of waterhead oh um and that was interesting because it was about a um a, a couple whose dog had died and they were like having a wake for it. That was really funny. And the guy who was in that was actually a, a um yes, an actor ja- who'd played who'd been in Coronation Street a few times before. Is yeah, yeah, of... yeah. James James Quinn. It was yeah. it was funny because I was watching him and I'm thinking, do I, do I know this actor? Because obviously he the... had a really um it, he had a big presence, didn't he? he yeah. Very confident, and it was quite funny because it was a comedic play, and these two characters were kind of bickering with each other, and they were just really commanding and um brilliant i think all the actors were brilliant oh yeah no, i know i agree brilliant. this this chap i was well i mean obviously sally ann matthews was the the star if you like of the show the the name that most people would know but this guy was like oh, i know him i know him from somewhere i know i know him and it wasn't until the inter the interval that i i looked him up on uh, on my phone and it was like ah oh, he was a he was a copper off of um off of uh of cory he was one of the detectives he, he was last in it like january last year um, but he's yeah he's done a few other roles in Korea as well. But I I knew I knew him from somewhere. But he was good. That 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 particular play was probably the weirdest one of them all because it involved some of the characters you know dressing up in dog suits and things. And um, but it was still kind it of fun. It was striking. it was light hearted, yeah. light hearted. It was and easy to follow, which is always good for me. A few and some of the actors will be in each other's plays. Yeah, and, a little bit. Um, while the while the performances are going on, the actors sit around. The outside watching. Yeah, it's like there was a little audience around the outside. Yeah. Um, so they have to watch every day. Then the final one, I this made me cry. Uh, this is called Perspective. And the main character is written by Alex Keelan, but the main actress in it was called Emily Hayworth. And she was bloody amazing. She was really good. It was just a, it was, it was uh, just her relating her experiences as sort of a woman combating internalised misogyny and talking about the workplace and how... Um, yeah, I won't. It was so good. All of these. We don't. We like, don't want to spoil them too much, but we do understand I that really the vast majority of people listening to this go. won't be able to get to see these, it. I really kind of want some of these to be turned into audio plays or something. And some of them definitely could be because but it easily. was just you know a monologue or two characters talking really. But I, she I, was so she was she was, she was able to switch from the comedy yeah. to to the drama so so quickly. That they were all great. Really clever. That was a bit complicated for my little brain you didn't to even understand. Get what happened. No, Gemma no, had I'm to explain crying. it for me after. Oh, women's lot so hard. But I could tell You're she like, was why, a good actress. Why is that lady so mad about everything? Anyway, yeah. right, that then we had a little um little interview in- interval. Went to the middle, had another chat, had another drink. That was that was me, Charlie, Millie, Paula all together. Lovely. Then oh, and Jammer was there as well, I suppose. Yeah, I was there. Um, <laughs> actually, the first one was Tangled, 
which was the one starring uh, Sally and Matthews written by Debbie Oates. So we didn't know what to Eddie expect Rose. from this, did we? Sal had no. said, I'm going to be wearing a costume. She's like, you won't believe it. Yeah. And, and so, I did and see her sneak through because the... Um, the bar. Yeah, the bar is right between the backstage area and the, the stage. So you have to walk through to get to the the performance area and I could see she's wearing a red jumpsuit I was like what's this what's going on and when we went back into the room it was all dark wasn't yeah. it and I was waiting because in the first half like Gemma had said earlier all the actors in the plays that weren't currently being on were sitting around the outside of the room for, for that half at least so I went into the room expecting to see Sal you know, sitting around the outside of the room and I couldn't see her so we all went back to our places in the dark and then when it was ready to start kind of this light this spotlight switches on on Sally Ann Matthews perched on top of a step ladder yeah, this is spoilers this is total spoilers please don't if you any chance that you're going to watch this do not listen to this honestly but yeah she was perched on top of a step ladder in um in this red jumpsuit a Shrek hat and she's got a parachute attached to her, which is going up to the ceiling, caught along like this this joist or crane or something. And she's just there screaming as her first line, yeah. isn't she? It's really good. She's so a really effective yeah. um, entrance to the second half. Yeah, and it, it just goes to show you what a great um, actress Sally Matthews is because this character is not at all like Jenny. Jenny's very prickly and um, sarcastic and uh, mm, defensive. Whereas this, the character that, that Sal played in this was very sweet and open. Because you have, uh, open, you I was have say, to be yeah. because you're doing a, it was another monologue. Yeah. Um. So she kind of has to tell us what her thoughts are. Mm. And she's talking about what led her to dangling off this tower. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the concept is that she's just done a skydive yeah. for charity, for a heart charity. And she's got herself caught on a building. And while she's waiting to be rescued, she's just kind of mulling over and and, and like, chewing I, the cut fat about about here? life really yeah how did i get here what led me and to this making a few revelations and uh about herself and coming to terms with some um things that she had been struggling with perhaps yeah. and it's but it was very um it was really good it was so heartfelt was, and like the like the actress from the first half that we particularly liked the, there was a really good mix of uh, of the serious and oh, the comedy she did it wasn't so well. that so so good it was I really loved funny it. In, in places. I, I, I can't not be biased but I, I think it actually was the best of the six plays I'm not just yeah. not just saying it and again I really think that this could have been this could be a um an audio oh yeah definitely, play. definitely. I would love I would love to I'd love to be I would love other people to listen to it that's how you can tell that it's good when you wish that you could share it with other people mm. I really wish everybody who is could go got the chance to go but unfortunately that's not not happening if it because of geography mm. so mm. sad so that was that was actually brilliant I love that and there was some mu- good music in it too wasn't there it was part of the story what was that the music that was in there? She was talking about the songs that she was listening to and what they oh, meant to her. I'm just thinking and about one of the plays later that played Spice Up Your on. Life as part of it. And I'm pretty sure, and maybe she can correct me if she's listening to this or not, I'm pretty sure when they played Spice Up Your Life and the and the sixth one, Sal gave me a look. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is for you, Michael. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I, so. I don't think it's put for me, but you know what I mean. Right. So, the, yeah, the fifth one was um, the Hello and this Ryan's one, wasn't it? It's called The Reference and it was about... A, a woman coming back to a place that she used to work at to ask for a reference. 
and it's a very difficult and awkward situation for everybody. So that was quite cringy to watch. That had a really great receptionist character, didn't it? She was it? played was... by Amy Chung. Yeah, and, and that she really reminded me. She was me. so sweet. If anyone's watched Absolutely Fabulous, she reminded me of the girl that Safi's friend. Yeah, she's like very... a really nerdy, over-eager-to-please yeah. kind of swatty girl. Yeah, yeah, she was great. And, and the like boss... shy, but also kind of weirdly... Um, uh, forthright. Yeah, and the boss was very kind of devil wears she Prada. She was brilliant. Yeah, she was um, like Professor super... Umbridge sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, that it. I I found it a bit confusing, but I, I did a bit. Performances and I, were very strong. I I thought it went on a bit too long that one, and I think maybe it was also a, a symptom of the fact that this was the fifth out of six. Well, you one were like, was... I've seen Sally and Matthews. I'm going now. Yeah, I can't really sneak out because we're in the middle of the theatre here. No, um, no. I I was, I, would, I, enjoyed I, the I, I, I no, no, I jest. I, I wanted to see the whole thing, but but I was. I'm, you know, I don't have a great attention span for You're things. also not very intuitive and no. you don't pick up on... No. Like, somebody has to go, this is a monologue about <laughs> menopause. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't get it. Yeah. But, right, uh, and that then was had, good. Um... And then the sixth one was Halal Hens. Um, and that was written by Zoe Iqbal, who was also in the, in the play, wasn't mm. she? Yeah, she was good. Um, and this was about a group of um, Muslim women who go on a hen night to Blackpool... And have to deal with some uh, and more revelations prejudice. and, and prejudice re- yeah. and yeah, the prejudice of um, of society as a whole, but also their own community against yeah. against certain people within that community. That I one came to me, great. yeah. That one to me came across as it's the quite, more light hearted of them all. It wasn't like, I mean, the, the the demon dog of Waterhead with with the, with the dog things. That was just a bit weird and funny. And this wasn't weird and funny. It was just kind of like, yeah, that, like, there there was a serious element to it when we find out something about a family member of one of the people in the hen party but um it was kind of the the most relaxed one and, and again fairly easy one to to understand just to end the, the thing off so I very much and they played spice every life such a fun way to spend an evening not at all the sort of thing that we'd normally oh no do. not at all like, i didn't I, know what to expect beforehand honestly i had no idea i go to the theater with my friends to see musicals really or pantos at christmas pantos, but i don't really go to see plays no, no, not at all. Like, where's I, this the is song? not the where's sort, the song? This is not the sort of thing I go to at all. And you know, six six short plays, very intimate venue. I don't think I've ever done anything like that before. Um, but yeah, highly I had recommend a it. Really, really, really and great the, time. The tickets weren't that expensive. Oh, no, they barely anything. What fourteen pounds, fifteen pounds, something yeah. like that. So that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and that was brilliant. And so when the when it was all over, we all went back and sat down and had drinks. And um, Sal came and chatted, and we all had a nice time and that was so that was my favorite bit of the weekend just after the show me you millie millie's mum charlie oh, yeah. and um and, and sal all just having a, a chat and we were like just talking about and sal is always and lovely yeah and she's so brilliant and so beautiful and so is millie and so is charlie they're all just lovely so people Gemma. but they're all acting <laughs> so they could be horrible maybe they're horrible i don't know <laughs> I, I mean they're fooling me and that's that's all that matters really but we ended up chatting there for about an hour or so we afterwards didn't we, we yeah we did get kicked out we were closing the venue out. at the end of the night i think it's charlie's fault um and, we, and then and that's when we took the photos as well didn't we so some of the pictures that you'll have seen on millie's instagram maybe were taken by the fair hand of Gemma. I am really good at taking photos and the sad thing is I don't show up on film. 
so I can't be in the in the pictures. No, but you're good behind the camera, aren't you? <laughs> so you took you took some Emilian's cell, and then I was like, oh, we need to get one of us. So I so I went around there as well, and then we're like, oh, Charlie's got to get in as well. Now Charlie, by this point, had gone into the uh, toilets and changed into his Conversation Street T-shirt, hadn't he? Yeah. Because I'd said at the beginning, look, if we're going to give you this this certificate of your dirty dog award, we need to get some photos of presenting it. So that's where the picture of me, Sal, Millie, and Charlie all pointing at the certificate came from. And then I said, oh, we got to get one over there where with it's just me handing it to you and shaking hands and everything. So we went and did that. And it was all in good fun. Um, and yeah, then, then we get kicked out at the end of it. Um, and then we went home and we nearly got uh, murdered. What happened? No, we I didn't. Got... We just walked home and it was quite dark. Home in and the dark. And it was dodgy. Um, but that's fine because we're from dodgy parts ourselves. And then when we got back, we hadn't had any dinner and it was too late. And we had to have um What did we do service. for dinner? Oh yeah, we did. We had room service. We yeah, had the... gloopy... Uh, soup. Yeah, I think the original plan was to to go out with 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 the guys after the show, but it was just too really? late. Well, I'd, I'd said to Charlie that we might go out somewhere. Well, anyway. he was tired. He's he's getting old now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's getting on a bit. That that Charles. Um, so we so we went back and we had some funny soup. Uh, what else did we have? We had a panini. We had a panini. Oh yeah, it was a steak panini, wasn't it? Yeah. So fancy, so fancy. And then had a very nice sleep in the very nice bed in the very nice hotel. And a nice shower the next day as well because they've got soft water up north, haven't they? They do. I'm so jealous it's, of your nice. soft wa- northern water. Yeah. And then yeah. we had a nice breakfast in the hotel, didn't we? Yes, yes, tasty stuff. Um, I, I had some nice pancake stacks and you had... I had uh, a full English. You had a full English, yeah. With, with bean soup. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot of liquid in those beans and we had some fresh fruit and some charcuterie and some um, pano chocolat. Yeah, and then we then we went and um, and got the car, <laughs> which they which they didn't want to have sitting with the Ferraris and the Rolls Royce. They just bunged on some double yellow lines just outside of it for us. They did they? give us two bottles of water. Yeah, they did. They which did. Was really it was really nice. Worth, that was. I'm glad we spent. How much is it? Thirty pounds, thirty five pounds, or something. <laughs> <laughs> just because we can, we, we couldn't, we didn't know where there's a know, car park Michael, that we could but park the thing in. Is, though, how many times have you gone that? When you go to a hotel, you're like, do you have parking? And they didn't have parking, but they had valet parking. Yeah. And Long the amount of times had like gone... a secret underground lair or something. The amount of times we've gone to Manchester to, to, and tried to park and had no idea where to park and had difficulties parking. And if we do find somewhere to park, it costs the earth mm. and it's not overnight parking. So we really didn't have a choice. But if you want to ever go to Manchester by car and stay at the Dakota just go to the, the car park. Yes, that's the recommendation. Literally, but e- equally, if you want to drive to Manchester and you just want something to park, that was actually decent, wasn't it? It was fairly cheap. I can't remember uh, where it was though. Well, it was a, it was a du- duty street, wasn't it? Because this that's this is the, the, this the thing that confused us is. yesterday because we were watching last, last night's Corrie with with Adam and uh, and Lydia going to Juicy Street Shopping Centre, and we were like, hang on a minute. Juicy Street, that's in Manchester. We were literally on a hotel there, and in a hotel there. I didn't see a shopping centre. But they made it up, didn't they? They made it up for Corrie yesterday. So there you go, Juicy Street, it's there. Decent parking. I think it's City Park, City Park, there you go. 75 Dale Street, Manchester. Yes, now we had something special planned for that day as well, which was the Coronation Street tour, but we didn't go there first. We wanted to take a little detour, didn't we? We did. Down to, um, I can't remember what the name of the street is, it's so bad. You find it out for me? If you listen to last week's... What's the um, name of the church? Uh, 
Clements. Uh, St. Clement's Church, that's right, oranges and lemons. If you remember listening to last week's bonus podcast, we talked about Archie Street, which is the place that Coronation Street had been based on. Tony Warren had been driving the streets of Salford and was like, that's what I want Coronation Street to look like. So it had your corner shop, the row of terraced houses, the church at the end, which Coronation Street originally had, allegedly. And it, yeah, it was called Archie Street, but it was demolished in 1971 and replaced with whatever the street's called now that Gemma's desperately trying to find out I'm on not her desperately phone. desperately doing anything, thank you very much. Just casually. Greenwood Terrace. There we go, there we go. So we thought, well, let, we, we've never been there before. And we, you know, we've done quite a few quarry tours of Manchester over the past decade, but we never actually bothered going to this place where Archie Street was. But a couple of weekends ago, Paul from Corry Art on Twitter, he did a little tour of Manchester, didn't he? And they, he yeah. went there and I thought, oh, why not? Let's go there. So we, we, we went there. It was we were a little tight for time because of we had our Corrie tour booked. Uh, but we, we went and had to look at the church. Annoyingly, there were some people standing outside, so we couldn't get some people-free photographs. It's like, come on, photographs. it's Sunday. Why are you hanging around outside the church? Go and have, <laughs> go and have a lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we walked we walked down the road, and it, and um, and we tried to like get some shots that lined up with some of the old pictures of Archie Street. And, you know, I was just thinking, oh, blimey. You know, I, I was thinking of the, the photo shoot that um, Gene Alexander and Bernard Dewins had had there um, at one point, thinking, oh, there's there's some history in this street. It's a shame that it's gone, and it's, it really didn't really look anything like it had done. But, um, yeah, well, it, at least we can say we've been there now, can't we? That's right. And interestingly before. enough, St Clement's um, is actually a seven-minute drive to Media City, which is exactly the same distance as probably where I think the old set used to be. Oh, is it? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Kind yeah, it was. Of. It was. It was very. Because I thought it, this is this is a bit weird. Why is this? Why is this the like? Why is the uh, inspiration for Coronation Street literally five minutes drive from where the new set is? That's really that's a really weird coincidence. Yeah, and, and actually, a... it's because. It's not that far away from the other place. <laughs> no, not too far away from Key Street either, no. So anyway, that was that was quite nice to go to. And then we had to rush through uh, through Salford over to Media City to get to the tour. And we um we took one wrong turning in traffic, which made things a little bit late. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, we've if you remember when was the when did we do the tour? Two thousand and eighteen, maybe. We did the we did the Media City tour once, and if you remember that, we were fairly critical about the way that yeah. it was organised um, and the price of it, which is £35 per person. You can only buy at least two tickets. No, you keep saying that, but it's not true. Okay, that's what I thought, but I'm wrong. Um, and so we wondered whether, you know, in the intervening years, no, it had been closed well, for a bit for COVID, was it any better? Our main issue was you pay £35 and we were on the last tour of the night and we got rushed through. We were there for about 40 to 45 minutes and it was literally... Just get get yourself down. Well, yeah, down when we went, it felt like they were trying to get rid of us last yeah. time, honestly. Also, a lot of the time on the tour was spent actually getting to the Corrie Studios. Because in Manchester, you've got your Media City on one side of a footbridge. That's Salford, the yeah. Other, so, yeah, Media City, Salford, yeah. And then the other side of the footbridge, there's a load of other you know BBC buildings and stuff. And it's there that you meet your tour guides. So they spend yeah, a lot of time walking plaza. over the bridge before you even get to Corrie. Yeah. There's a big plaza where the tram stop is and all the cafes and restaurants and bars and the main studios and everything. And it used to be that you would get, you would meet up inside a building there with your tour guide and he would walk you or she would walk you across. And it takes about five minutes or so Mm. to get there. And then you'd walk in through the back entrance, which is the pedestrian access to... The, to the, to the, to the car park and then you go on pop your tour in, from there. To, to the so when we start when we um 
were going on this tour on Sunday, we went to the place where you used to start the tour off, and inside this building is um it's like a little mock Rover's Rover's facade and, and other yeah. bits of Coronation Street memorabilia and stuff. So it looks like if you were to start the tour there, that would be where it would be. But it was all closed up and there was no sign of anybody. So Michael said, okay, well, we must have to go to the actual set to start there. And I was like, oh, can't we bother to walk all the way over there if we're going to have to walk all the way back again? <laughs> so it was a bit, bit of a grumpy mood. No, and I was also not anticipating you. them to do a good job. So I went into this with bias in my mind. And it was totally fulfilled in the first... <laughs> in the first like, instance. Like 20 minutes or so. On the whole, can we just... Spoiler, it was a much, much, much better tour than last much time. Value but for they me. did not give us the first good impression, did they? And I will pass on to my professor of anthology, Gemma, <laughs> to, uh, to explain what was wrong with it at the beginning. Well, first of all, when you're walking to the set from Media City across the bridge, you can see that there's an entrance to get in which is the pedestrian entrance. And there's actually a little sign there, one of those sandwich board signs, and it's right up, the furthest way it could be, away from you, right at the very front of the gates, next to a bunch of, what would you call them, um, barriers that yeah, look yeah. like it's crowd control for a queue. So we thought, oh, okay, you're going in the same way you used to go in, so you must have to queue up here. You have to walk all the way along the length of the Tony Warren building to get to this entrance to see it says not here you're in the wrong place <laughs> go go somewhere else so then you have to turn around walk all the way down and as we were walking there were about three or four groups of people that i had to say if you're for the tour you're going the wrong way you have to follow us because they didn't know either so mm, i think there's a glaring error yes went around the side all the way around the front to find a massive queue of people so it's like okay we must be in the right place so we get in the back of the queue and at the front of the queue is one single woman who has an iPad. Everybody's got QR codes and tickets. So what does she do when you, you get you get to there to say who you are? She writes your name individually into her iPad to find out whether you've got a Rather ticket. Rather than scanning our Rather QR code. Rather than scanning code. anything or having a list of people, she has to type everything in individually. So that's taking ages. People are standing there waiting. You're supposed to get... And getting turned away if they... Listen, <laughs> oh, you have on. to get there a quarter of an hour before. So we were still in our time, but we didn't get there in time to start our slot properly. So we had to go in the next slot. No, because we didn't know where the, the entrance queue. was. First of all, we didn't know where to go because they didn't actually tell you anywhere. They give you a postcode on the ticket, which will take you to the entrance. But you can't get there by car that way because there's nowhere to park your car. You have to park your car in Media City and walk. So why give a postcode? Anyway... So we're standing in this queue, waiting, waiting, waiting. There's a couple in front of us, an older couple, who get to the front of the queue. And the woman, like, has a massively long conversation with them and then makes them go and stand at the back of the queue. The man's swearing and effing and blinding and getting really peed off. <laughs> we get there and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, don't worry. Um, we'll go on the next tour. So we go through. And then five minutes later, this poor bloke who had to go to the back of the queue comes in as well. So I, my only assumption is that he was in the next slot across, but the time that he was at the front of the queue was like one minute two, literally one minute to 11. And if he was in the next slot, it's the only thing that makes any logical yeah, sense I did, to me. I, that's all I assumed. Was, so he had to go happening. to the back of the queue because he was one minute early. 
Mm. And then he gets in there. We get our little wristbands, don't we? We had a light blue Corrie Tor wristband. Very to nice. Which, um, tour you're going to be on, and it's so well organised. It doesn't matter what time you turn up. <laughs> so, so I was a bit confused because when you booked it, you booked in fifteen minute slots, didn't you? So yeah. I assumed that there'd be just a small group of people every fifteen minutes. A tour would be going away. No, nope. no, no. So you so in the Coronation Street set in the main entrance for cars. There are security gates, and this is why they use that part to be Highfield Prison because it looks high security because it is. Mm. So you have two sets of gates. There's an interior and exterior. It's basically double gates for cars to go in and out. So when you're waiting for your tour to start, that's where you wait in a massive group of about fifty to hundred people. You're not told around. how long you're going to be waiting you for. You basically or what's get happening. your. You basically get you when you get in, you get checked in, and you and they go go and get your wristband. So you get your wristband, and then they go go in there, and you, you get just herded stand around. In. There's nowhere to sit apart from a very low set of stones and one bench. And so there were lots of Coronation Street fans who wanted to go on this tour who were much older. Or had different abilities and capabilities for standing for periods of time. And they weren't catered for, in my opinion. And when you get into this bit, you're milling around the area, which is in between the, the, two the, gates. the car gates. And what happens? The car, the, the gates open and a car drives right through the middle. Everybody <laughs> has to walk out of the way so this car can drive through the centre of the crowd. Now, I don't know much about health and safety, but I don't think a car driving through a waiting area is well thought out. And I don't think when they were doing their little forms, they put that in there. No, also, maybe not. There's there's toilet facilities, but the women's has two cubicles and two urinals, which is useless. And the male toilet a bloke told me only had one cubicle in it Mm. so there's a massive queue of women standing around trying to get into this toilet because they can't wee in a urinal Uh, and all the meanwhile we're thinking how long are we going to be standing here so our tickets had said 10.45 on and it's like 10 past 11 and we're still in this little herding area aren't we ready to ready to be told okay you can go in now yeah we had we were it was two they were a couple of minutes late to come and collect us which i guess is fine um and then it was about quarter past eventually yeah that that, that we ended up going Dave, and then the tour guide came along he was great from then on it was fine yes. then on it was perfect everything was the really only the only well thing i would say that. was there were far too many people on each tour because i mean we are we were the ten forty five group and and then there must have been an 11 group and eleven fifteen maybe so yeah there were how many do you reckon like 40 there was 40 people 40 50 people in each tour group and at one point there was three groups on the main street milling mm. around security guards looking very nervous there was only two security guards to make sure that everybody was not touching things they shouldn't be doing or fiddling with things or leaving things that they shouldn't have left and trying to also separate the groups out because at one point somebody from another group wandered and started heckling our tour guide and then wandered <laughs> off again. Um, nobody checked anybody's bags to see whether we were bringing stuff in or taking stuff out, which no. is really bad. Um uh, yeah, and there was lots of mixing. But, you know, we were given a massively long amount of time. So we yeah. uh, uh, we would st- stop at certain points and he'd be like, meet me at Audrey's at this time. Of, well, but yeah, we'll... But before we went in, he did a, a big long spiel about Welcome to the Cory Tour and a bit about the history of the programme. It's very interesting. And he, he could tell he was a seasoned tour guide. He knew, he knew his... And he was his... having a good time and he was enjoying himself and he was knowledgeable. Yeah. And everybody was having a great time. I think... 
it was very it was very unfortunate that they had a very such poor organisation at the at the start. And yeah. it's not the tour guide's fault no, because no, they're no. not the managers, but whoever's in charge of organising it need to be kicked up the bum. Mm. So you, you go in and it's almost um where the Victoria Street kind of ends, isn't it? But you don't go in Victoria Street yet. You go down past a little bit of Freshco's where there's two Freshco's bands parked, which is really cool because I don't think we'd seen those last time. And you go down a long wall, which has got these really well-made Freshco's posters, which they must use, you know, as a backdrop. I think that was the bit, if you remember from a few weeks ago, where Emma was spying on John pushing his trolleys, that bit we were walking down, weren't we? And, I, and we we posed. I, I posed for a few photos. Gemma was the official photographer because I hardly had any battery left on my phone. Uh, and then that takes you down past like some fresh goes trolley. Um, what do you call them? Like little shelters where you put your trolleys. And and because we were taking photos of literally everything, quite often the tour guide would start talking and and we'd be trailing along afterwards, which was all fine. Um, and then eventually we get down to the 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 Viaduct Street end of Coronation Street. We're all just been outside so far yeah exactly um, and he gets us to all sing the Coronation Street theme tune as we walk in I was still grumpy at this point you were still grumpy at I'm this point I'm not going to participate in as this we go into Viaduct Street so then they he stops just outside um, the Allahan's shop does another talk um, and then says right you are free to explore wherever you want for the next 15 minutes or so and this was brilliant because the last time we did this tour like we said earlier we were just shepherded along by our security guard and the, and the tour guide and we didn't really have any freedom did we but this was utter freedom to yeah. go and do whatever you wanted you had about 20 minutes yeah to to look about we were told things like you know don't disturb anything if you see what do you say if you see some dust don't write your name in it that yeah. kind of thing um and so and, and there were various uh, taped off areas so if you're going down viaduct street with a bistro on your left you keep going past the the, the garage um and then you want to go on to brewery lane you couldn't yeah, they used tape that had dressed set written on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it I was think, a dressed set. No, I it think was just a don't a come in here. Going on there. Yeah, and then, and then a few bits down the Rosamond Street viaduct, there was some more of that tape. Um, but on the whole, you could literally go anywhere. One thing about the organisation, again, that, I, that could have been done better is he didn't say, you know, don't go past this point. Well, he tried to, but you didn't know that that would then be part of the tour. Like, no. he, like you go, oh, I better quickly look at this, otherwise I'm not going to get a chance later. But yeah. you didn't realise that you would get a chance. Because... Yeah, we were told, wait to Audrey's, but I kind of went past Audrey's and I started having a look down Rosamond Street and everything. And he said, right, everybody, my group come. And I was like, no, I've not seen everything yet. But it was fine because there was then the next stop. It was like, right, let's have a walk around Rosamond Street. Meet me outside of uh, Preston's Petals. Okay, right, now you can go and have a look at the brewery gates. You can go and look at Prima Donna and everything. Meet me outside of the community centre. And I think in the second half, there were a lot shorter times that we could explore weren't there because in the first half like that that had the rovers and everything and that's where they had the professional photographs being taken which again last time we went on the tour wasn't running um so you could pose outside the rovers you could pay i don't know how much for the picture of it in the shop later we didn't do that um, well i the, the main p- p- uh draw of that is that you get your photo printed out i think yeah yeah and exactly you you're not going to be getting that um, like, like you're not going to print your picture it? out unless you make a massive effort 
Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Yeah, that, that is a nice thing to do. It did, it did mean, though, that it was difficult to actually get a photograph of the Rovers because most of the time there were the tour guests standing outside there, weren't there? And unless you want somebody else in your Rovers photo, you have to choose your times very carefully. So we, we had to look around and we try, I was trying to find out like, what hadn't we seen before? What's changed since 2018? And you got like Gemma's and Chesney's new stable door was there. I think the Bailey's door we had seen yeah. before, hadn't we? Sally had no, a I new door. No, I don't think we saw the, the Bailey's. I thought we did. Well, Sally, Sally's front door I'm was sure. the main exciting We've definitely thing. been there since the Bailey's have been on the show, though, haven't we? Because we saw Trevor mm, Trevor know. George yeah, there. Um, and um, one weird thing that was there was that Fresh Goes 4 poster still underneath yeah. the viaduct that goes underneath, or the, the railway arch that goes down Rosamond Street. So if you, like, turn right at the Rovers, go down the railway arch, then you've got a burger... Um, poster and then yeah photoshopped a high heaven dolly rose campbell and sam aston holding these babies from how long two three years ago yeah. odd that that's be still there, there. Those kids graduate yeah. university very strange that that's not been taken down i can only assume it's still there just to make people going past going huh remember that i don't know or maybe they just can't be bothered to take it down um but um, yeah, we, we stopped and we started and, and, the, and the tour guide was telling us it was a mixture of filming trivia and do you remember when this happened on the show factoids, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so it didn't have a definite focus, but I, I didn't mind that. I liked that it. it was a bit of this and a bit of that. Um, but they, they had a few um, the props, for lack of a better term, that you could see like um, some streetcars, taxis were just parked outside streetcars, weren't they? Looking all nice and shiny. That was cool. Um, they had, what else was there? So down Victoria Street. Oh yeah, Shuttleworths was new, wasn't it? Obviously the funeral director. So that looked very smart. A lot narrower than I was imagining it to be. Even though I had seen it when it was a, what was it, a council building. Yeah. It seems like it should be bigger on the street. But um, yeah, it was very tight looking and we could see inside all the different things in the in the window and everything. The little alley that was down there was, that had one of those bits of tape, don't go down Villains Alley. Um, and Seb's got. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. And um, oh, yeah, and there was also a board down the um, the Ginnel, wasn't there? Yes. So you could go un underneath the arch to the to the left of the Rovers, round past Maddie's mural, and um, the Rovers. You couldn't go into the Rovers smoking area, but because there was a board there, and then if you wanted to go any further than like number one, you couldn't. Um, so yeah, we saw we saw Shuttleworths, we saw um, Seb's Memorial Garden. Well, well, it doesn't have the big picture of Seb there anymore. I think that was just there for one episode, wasn't it? Um, so that that was quite cool, and I still in my head get mixed up where everything is down that down Victoria Street. So hopefully I'll remember now. Um, and then they get you to um, Victoria Court. And that's where you can go left and see the police station set, which obviously is not there in universe. The police station is supposed to be a long, long way away, but it's actually just round the back of um, the Victoria Court set. Um, There's also an actual Weatherfield Crown Court. Yes, facade, just opposite the other there, side, yeah. Which I don't think is supposed to be that close. No, no, I don't think so either. It's just um, another thing that they can film. And weirdly enough, um, so the Weatherfield Police Station is all in in blue yeah and the court um is in like a bright red but mm. the the above it are bright blue windows and i don't know why no well they've... i th I don't think that was always a court i think when we went there before that was also they a blue door and they them, painted yeah. it to say this is this is the court building yeah. hill but not the actual court building because we actually drove past one that they sometimes use as weatherfield crown court later that day didn't we uh, but down that bit of the street the a couple of ed's vans were parked 
Um, you could also look down and see, you know, the little Kitchener Street, which runs behind Roy's Rolls. Um, that was blocked off, wasn't it? You couldn't go all the way down there. No. Um, and then there's like that a... was where Seb was kicked. Well, no, no, no. It, there was like there was there were two streets. There was a left one, which was literally yeah. right at the back of Roy's Rolls, and that was where um, like Kelly was was uh, was on drugs. Oh, and, and also and um, where the nightclub was. Where the nightclub was from a few weeks ago where Amy was spiked. And then to the to the left of that, so to the right of that, you got a wall. And on the other side of the wall, that was the road that is just used as a generic road. And that was where Seb was kicked to death um, last year. So that was interesting seeing Kelly that. Kelly didn't do it. Ke- Kelly did not do it because she is an angel, as we all know. Um, and the other interesting thing around there is if you... Um, like kind of like almost directly opposite the police station, you've got an extra kind of empty-ish car parking area, haven't you? And that's where I reckon probably the new precinct is going to be built. It seems like that's probably the only place it could be built, but also it does look very small, doesn't it? Yeah, but we've learned from the Shuttleworth's exterior that they can make things look bigger. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that's where it was. Yeah, um... And although they've said that building work has started on that precinct, there didn't appear to be any work that was done there, but equally there wasn't any work done no, anywhere else that would look like a precinct. It did look like they were building scaffolding in the shape of a precinct to me. Oh, did it? Yes. Oh, okay, fine. So maybe it is there then. Um, and, and I think they have used that in the past for filming other bits. Because if you look here... Oh, I can't... It's not a very good picture. Uh, it looks like there's... There's definitely a t- two, two layers. story thing. So, yeah. I don't know, watch this space. I guess over as the summer goes on, the spring and the summer goes on, it's not going to be long before people go, no, it's definitely there. Because it's not supposed to be finished building until, what, November, December time. But, yeah, in a couple of months, it will start to look quite precincty if that's it. And at one point, the tour guide said, oh, I don't know exactly where it is, but I reckon it's there as well. And, and I'd been thinking that. So, that, that, that's, that's pretty much as good as it's going to be there. But, I don't know, don't hold me to it. So... We went from there back onto Victoria Street, down past the community garden, past the EE shop. Now, we'd already taken some sneaky photos of that, hadn't we, while everyone else was down the police yeah. station. So we didn't take any photos. I just photos spent the whole then, time running around. Taking yeah, you also took, yeah, pictures. lots of videos you were. Now, my, my camera ran out kind of just as we were entering... Um, uh, Victoria Street. Well, sorry, my phone battery ran out, so I had to rely on Gemma to to do all the rest of the photography after then. And then um, you kind of get then to the co-op, and again on the last tour, that was where it ended, wasn't it? But this one, you got a little bit longer. It takes you down. You can also look at, you take pictures of the gardens. Yeah. You can sit in Seb's garden. You can't sit in Victoria Gardens because it's pretty dress set, and there's lots of flowers and things in there that you could damage yeah yeah so you, you go out past the co-op and then kind of turn right to go around the back of victoria street if you like and there's a and little then... mural on the victoria street on oh yeah um which you never see in, in the show i don't no. really think no and we you, and then, anyway eventually you kind of end up circling back round again onto maudsley street is it the one with um eccleston and sons the uh the one that's through the the railway arch and he talks a little bit about um yeah the naming that that eccleston and son and the um, g hartzer engineering yeah they were named after long-running um crew members on coronation street and you get to he, he talks about where the prop store is which is around there as well around the back of the medical center he talks about the fact that the maudsley street houses are now just facades 
which was what the original Coronation Street used to be. And he talked about Jean Alexander up a ladder looking yeah. through the through the windows Shout on Coronation people, Street. Yeah. And now I suppose if somebody wanted to lean out of a window and shout from Maudsley Street, not that that's ever happened, that's what somebody would be doing as well. Um, so that was done. And then you're kind of led out to the final bit, which is the shop. And this no. is... Oh, no. First of all, you go to the bit? Tony Warren building. Oh, yes, I forgot about that one. We saw and, something new there. And he talks about... I think he talked about the fact that this is the hospital yeah, he exterior. Did. And, yeah, the hospital exterior and, and sometimes Jesus Fresh goes. An intriguing new addition. Oh yes, we did, we did. Which was Which I was a got... little ex- little kind of warehouse looking like corrugated place. iron sort of and place. It's called Halal Northwest Retail and Wholesale Fresh Halal Meat and Poultry. Hmm. Um, so this was just built then? in the car park wasn't it yeah um so I, I can only imagine that at some point in the near future maybe Zidane or Alia are going to be going to get some of their halal meat and then they'll go and meet it there uh, they'll go and or buy maybe it there. Zidane's new venture could be could be we don't can, know only as you know, I'm sorry if that counts as a spoiler I don't think it was too much I wasn't too disappointed to be seeing a halal meat shop um, no exterior. I don't feel as though I've stumbled across a great revelation of any sort no sorry we should have had a spoiler warning for that but never mind um, yeah then you go to the shop and there are two big tents there mm. and one of them looks like where they're keeping all of the wardrobe yeah that was really interesting we couldn't really see too much could we but it, there's just like racks and racks of characters um costumes and clothes and things all there that was really cool um it, it, it looked very temporary i don't really understand why it's there um but it was and then the second tent the one on the left that was the shop and that was where the organization of things started falling apart again a little bit didn't it yep do you want to as our as our you like to make ranter, me moan don't you well, you're, you're so much better at it than me well it it was very it, the the whole the thing is it never emptied because of the turnover of people there are so many people going in um going into it the, the first point to make is that once you, the tour is finished that's it the tour guide's like, bye, see you later, here's a shop. Yeah, I wanted to you. say goodbye to him, but but we didn't. Well, he leaves you, and and so really, if you wanted to, there's no reason why you couldn't sneak on the back of another tour. Nobody looks at what colour your wristband is, nobody's really checking to see who you are. The tour begins at the front, or like you said, of Viaduct Street, and that shop is opposite Viaduct Street. Hmm. So you could just join the back of a... Go round again. Other thing and go round. It's like again. when you go to the cinema and sneak into another film after you, uh, into another screen after your film's finished. I'm not entirely sure that anybody counted us out when we left, so I don't know how they're knowing that they've counted in everyone in and yeah, out. They might have done, but they might have done, but they sneakily. did it in a very surreptitious way if they did. Um, so you're just left to your own devices because they want to make sure that you buy something in the shop. And and this was another improvement in my eyes to the old. Oh shop yeah, the shop was because really it, it used good. to be that before in in the bit of, of, over the bridge where it, where it used to start, there was a couple of um, you know bars of clotted cream and 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 chocolate and pots of jam. Bar of clotted cream. Yeah, sorry, sorry, fudge. fudge. I mean clotted cream fudge and and an old um, tour guide that was a hangover from the Key Street set, I think. Yeah. But this there was actually a little bit more now. Obviously, since the last time we did the tour, the ITV online store has opened. So with your, so you could get the things from there, like the the aprons, the um, the mugs, 
the tea towels and things. Plus there they was... didn't have everything that was on, on... I didn't have everything. I had nearly everything. Yeah. I mean, there's not a load on the online store, no, to be isn't. fair. But they also had some extra things like pencils, rubbers, you know, classic school trip sort of stuff. They had... Pencil sharpeners, thimbles, rulers. £4.25. Rulers, £1.50. Wallets, £3.95. Torches, £3.75. Pencil, 75p. Pens, £1.50. A wooden magnet for three pound fifty. Erasers seventy five p. Sharpeners a pound. It was pretty decent stuff, you know, had for, for a gift shop. Rovers return glasses. Oh, yeah, they had, which they had was Newton good. and Ridley pint glasses, didn't they? they we, had, we bought a couple of them. Um, had an umbrella. They had a hat. Baseball caps ten pounds. Beanie hats ten pounds. Umbrellas twelve pound fifty. See, what I don't particularly like with this sort of merchandise is stuff that says the tour on. If I want a Coronation Street pencil, I want one that just says Coronation Street, not Coronation Street the tour. I'm not a fan of Coronation Street the tour, as lovely as it is. Um, but there, there was a mixture of stuff, wasn't there, of Corrie and there stuff like and Corrie tour stuff. A bunch of food items that yeah, had they, bricks slapped on they them. They still had the, the tatty jam and... Um, £2.95 for and strawberry stuff. or marmalade. Strawberry yeah. jam or marmalade. Chocolate chip shortbread. £4.95. Yeah. Now, we bought a job lot of some of these things. So keep an eye out on Twitter, I guess, at some point in the near future. Only little trinkets. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, pencils and just stuff. Just for fun. We, we will be giving away some of um some of the things that we bought there, some kind of competition or something. And um, you went outside, didn't you, while, while I was yeah. joining the queue. And the part of the problem with the queuing system is that there was a big long line that was blocking access to quite a few of the, the items that were on sale. And the thing is about queues is that they do spontaneously generate and it's, they're not within the control often of the shopkeepers. Mm. But they they the, the queue that, that spontaneously appeared went across the, the mouth of the entrance of the shop and down the side of where all the main merchandise was instead of the obvious place which would be along the other side that didn't really have anything mm. um so that was annoying and silly and also there were only two people on the till yeah. and so there was a massive long queue and they definitely lost sales because a few people went i can't be bothered to queue up for, for a pencil yeah um and i think that the, they were doing photo sales and yeah that that slowed things down a little bit you know like when you go time. to the theme park and you say i want to have a picture of me going wow on a ride and you have to scroll through all the pages of people going wow to say that's me and but there was there was and that as well print it out as well and so everybody's yeah. waiting for that so that was silly yeah so i i got to uh, eventually to, to, to the queue and i was handing out all my pens i was like oh, i got 13 pencils i got 12 pens you i got eight rubbers um and and then the person behind me was like he, he got a special occasion. Any any reason why you're buying a lot of these? And I was like, oh, yeah, I do a Coronation Street podcast. Oh, really? That's really interesting what it's called, Conversation Street. And then the girl next to her on the till goes, oh, Conversation Street. I follow that Twitter account. Oh, that's really... And I was like, yeah, that's me. And she's like, oh, that's brilliant. Now I need to listen to the podcast. And the other person serving me said, oh, I need to listen to the podcast. Well, I hope they're not listening to this. Well, no. I mean... Everybody who worked there was great. They were. They were lovely. They were all friendly and lovely. It was just lovely. the general organisation of, of the way that yeah. it was put together. A lot of them were doing the really hard work. With a smile. Yeah, and they were all really friendly and lovely. There was nobody that was in a grumpy mood or no, anything. No, not at nobody all. Nobody put a dampener on on it. It was just they were they seemed to be fighting against their own management. Mm. And at the end of the day, for they only need confident. to keep it like this for a little while anyway. I don't honestly they? don't think that a... any of this feedback is going to change anything because I don't think they care because they're waiting for the, the new, new visitors section. To, and once that gets built, it will iron out a lot of the kinks because you're going to be probably entering the set tour there. You'll be queuing in a bit of a more obvious place, maybe. Because mm. um, when when you leave, the security hopefully will be better. When you when you leave it and kind of. 
well, we saw it on the way and on the way back, just outside the bit where they filmed Kelly having a pint of beer poured over her head last yeah. year. Uh, um, you, you got oh, your scaffold. Poor girl. Poor Kelly. Poor Kelly. <laughs> um, you got your scaffolding up, haven't you? And, yeah. and, and you can peek in and see a little bit, but not too much. This is where they're going to have like a rover's frontage and you'll be able to go inside and have a bar that's open from like, what, eight in the morning till 11 at night. Well, that's what they have that's asked what they, That's for. what they've asked for. And then there'll be the proper Coronation Street shop in there. And when you do the tour, then you'll be able to see some interior sets. So it's going to be a heck of a lot better. Very similar to the Key Street one, I guess, had Hopefully. been. Hopefully. I hope they don't put the price up because although um, although I felt that I absolutely got a much, much better deal it for our money this over time. over twice as long. Yeah, it was over twice as long. I don't think that they should be trying to push to charge more just to go inside the inside sets because the, yeah, the Key Street one was cheaper than this and you got to see a lot more there. So we went in, we got in, um, we were let into the set tour at 11.17 mm -hmm. and we finished at 1pm. Yeah, it was a really, really decent tour. I left there feeling very satisfied and happy. It was lovely that it was a nice day. There were a few little... Um, organisational blips. blips that were a bit of a shame didn't particularly bother me once we started going really but um, I had a really really nice time it was so good that we were able to freely explore the street this time tour guide was great very knowledgeable also something I haven't mentioned at all yet which was a really nice little extra there um, I met somebody that I knew um, Andy Steele who you might remember from I think last year I interviewed on the podcast now he was a Hashtag Corey Superfan, who was also used to be a um, tour guide on the old Coronation Street set, just so happened to book a tour at the same time as us, didn't he? And I was, he, he was one of the people that when we went to the back entrance of Coronation Street and there were people there also there and we were like, no, it's not here. I looked over and I was like, I think, I think that's Andy, but I didn't say anything. I was a little bit nervous, but eventually once we got onto the street itself, I kind of walked up and was like, Andy, and we had, we had a hug and a chat and everything like that. So that was really, really nice that, um, yeah, somebody that we had, that we knew, that we knew, and we had, you know, been made acquaintances through the podcast and through his Facebook group as well that I was actually able to see in real life. So hello, Andy. I, I'm sorry it's taken me too long to mention you, but I was very happy to see you. Yes. Um, and, and that was it for the Corrie tour. We, uh, we, we exited the way we came in. We went round, we saw the, the building work so on the outside. It would have made so much more sense to get people to exit out the other entrance. I guess it's just more security than we did, isn't it? But, well, who's counting them out? Well, may, may, maybe they were. I was really, really desperate to swipe some of the other um, wristbands, but I didn't. I was good because they had lots of different colours there. I'm not a major fan of Sky Blue, and that's the one that we got. And I all have heard since we come out of it. I, 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 wish I we wanted a purple one. Sky Blue I wish we were in a different colour. It's funny because before sure they, we'll when we colour. went before, they give you lanyards, didn't they, on yeah. the old one? And this was a little wristband that, that tied up with a little toggle. And uh, I couldn't get mine off. I wore it for the rest of the day, and you had to end up cutting it off with scissors, didn't you? Because yeah. the toggle was stuck. So that was a bit sad. But um, yeah, we, we went well, you there. Can we have um, mine. Oh, I don't thanks. Care. Thanks. Oh, I'll wear it every day. <laughs> I never wash my wrist again. Um, What's new? So, so that was that. And, and then we, it was almost. The, by then it was, it was early afternoon and we had a long journey ahead of us but we had agreed with Charlie DeMello that we would to give him his full title not girl Charlie <laughs> not Charlie Jordan no not girl Charlie um, we, we said we would have lunch with him so we gave him a ring um, and we, we drove um, back into into Manchester and, and met up with him and we had a nice nice lunch together in a trendy another panini I had another well, I had, panini so it was like a grilled cheese sandwich and you had a breakfast sandwich yes it was very nice it was like a a, a canal side 
trendy hangout yeah. where everyone was far too trendy to say, oh, are you Charlie DeMello? Can I get a photo with you, please? No. Um, so we, we just... In fact, had... in fact the, the, by far, the most attention was given to your very beautiful um, little pup. Oh, yeah, there was a, there was a nice little doggy Me there. Me and Charlie were there. both going, ah! <laughs> yeah, that but was we, cool. We didn't. We so were... we we stayed with Charlie for another couple of hours, then, didn't we? Um, I don't so... think it was a couple of hours, but we had we oh, no, me and Charlie both know. had an aubergine parmesan, yes, uh, grilled cheese, and you had a bre- you don't even know what was in yours, do you? Um, it was it was like a fried Breakfast. egg and maybe a bit of hash brownie thing and some bacon. I don't know. It's very very nice. Um, well, can I just say to you, a hash yeah. brown and a hash brownie are two different things. Sorry, it wasn't the hash brownie. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that trendy a place. <laughs> Charlie took <laughs> just because it really was next cool to a place. canal. It wasn't actually Amsterdam we were in. Um, no, and then then we were done. So we drove back to the car, said goodbye to Charlie, got in the car, and then we had our long drive back, didn't we? But I don't think people particularly want to hear about that. We stopped off at Dad's house on the way back, and then got to when did we get back here? Like half nine or so in the yeah. evening. So it was a long old drive, but like I said at the beginning, it it felt a lot closer than I thought it was, and it certainly made well, me think, hmm, maybe we could if you know if we can afford I'll it, or whatever, go out there more often. And well, it was we spent so, a lot of money. Spent a lot of money because the petrol's expensive. Oh, the bloody food. hell, petrol's bloody expensive at the moment, isn't it? One hundred and sixty-five p per whatever you serve petrol. One hundred and eighty-five on the motorway. One hundred and eighty-five is mega expensive at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I had such a lovely, lovely time. It was so nice to I be able to switch off from work. To stay at the Dakota again, either. probably not. There was a premiere in nice. just around the corner um, nice. that was probably do just as good a job. But it I... don't feel like it was the amount of money it yeah. cost. Nice. I had a really, really lovely time. The play was great. I, yeah. I must admit that when I went there, I thought, "Am I, am I going to enjoy? It? Is this going to be a bit arty farty for me?" I was thinking to myself, me? but Michael was not, not much gonna of a play person. But not. I had a fantastic time. So nice to see Sally and Matthews again, think... who was the original Coronation Street star listener of Conversation Street. Um, Along she... with Adam, please. Yeah, no, yeah, no. But Sal was the first person to get in touch with us, wasn't she? From from well, from yeah, that's right. We listened um... to the podcast. We we uh what's the word? What did we do to him, Adam? We we, we grabbed him, grabbed him, and dragged him into our little group. We did. We grabbed him into and put so him in the car. Ours now. That's what we happened. Do you remember? We did. We did. We, we spoke to Adam Blaze in, in the, the car. car. We had a chat with him because yeah, we held him hostage in our car. Yeah. And he's like, "Let me go, please." No, we must interview you. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and so so that was really nice. So nice to speak to Sam. And it's still Mini- the same car. No, it's not. It is. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Thank God. Um, Millie Gibson was an absolute delight. I was so. I, 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 it was a nice surprise. We we went there knowing that we were going to meet up with Charlie for quite a long time, and we'd and we yeah. chat with Sal afterwards. But yeah. Millie was an unexpected delight. Aww. Very very lovely person. She was just considering that she didn't know us from Adam really. She was so she, friendly. She, she she knew of our Twitter account, and that was about it. She yeah. was just yeah. She just. Talked to us absolutely normally, yeah. so 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 friendly and lovely. And her mum Paula was lovely. Absolutely, um, Charlie. I mean, what can we say? He's a he's a very good friend of ours anyway. But it's always we we hadn't. This is the first time that we'd been up to Manchester for like a year and a half, wasn't it? From that yeah. two week ones, and we and we hadn't oh, yeah. we hadn't seen you know Charlie or Sal since then as well. So it was so nice being able to oh. catch up with them again. This is one of sure, the best things. Be... About doing the podcast is the friends you meet along the way. Yes, yes. All of our lovely listeners and all of the lovely people who work on Coronation Street. Yeah. Feel so it was, privileged. It was so so lovely, and, and it won't to... be. It will not be a year and a half again until we go to Manchester. I'll tell you that. 
Um, no. And the, the, the tour was so much better than I remember it being last time. It wasn't perfect, but I had a really, really nice time there. Lovely day. Took lots of photos, which were gradually kind of... Um, uploading uploading onto onto instagram and twitter so keep your eyes out for that maybe we'll put some videos up of um because Gemma spent you, you pretty much videoed the whole of the tour didn't you it was very you couldn't the thing is you couldn't do a proper full walkthrough of the set because it was broken up into chunks but i think i filmed almost every part of it um as quickly as i could also trying to avoid reflections Oh, well done. Which would give the game away somewhat because the... I am actually a giant purple dinosaur <laughs> and I don't want you to find out. You weren't purple. You were wearing black that day. You had a, you had what? A, I always wear black. You had a T-shirt with, with a cat on that said Vampire. Yes. I remember. <laughs> I only have. I've realised that pretty much I'd say 90% of my T-shirts are either Halloween or Christmas themed. <laughs> they are, they are. What, you, you got a Christmas one at yeah, the I moment, do. haven't you? It yeah. says, next turn for Christmas trees. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> it was a re really, really nice. And if any anyone is, you know, in the area, you still got a few days left to go and see Vignette Please at the go and see Theatre. It. Go and see it. Go and support our Sal and 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 it's the, worth the it. other Corrie related it's people. That really are there. good. There are some really good yeah um pieces and some bloody amazing performances. Yeah. There. Yeah. If you think you might not like it, go anyway because I I was I I didn't know what to expect. I'll say that. Coronation Street tour. If you're thinking of going to that, I would still say hold off because it's going to be brand new. You know, a new section opened of it in June, July time. It's not been officially announced yet, but there is kind of we we know that it's happening. And on the Corrie tour itself, it says you know I think June new sections open. I I don't honestly think it's worth going now if you think you'd like to see this new bit going. It's just a few more months to hold off, and obviously at the end of the year you'll have the precinct bit, which will be a new bit. Um, I don't know whether I can wait that long before I go again, to be honest. And we do have the 10th anniversary of the podcast coming later this year. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a great, great, great weekend. And it was lovely to be able to, to share pictures and you know, see people's reactions on Twitter and everything. Everyone was excited for us that we were going. And um, oh, lovely, 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 lovely weekend. And I don't think I've got anything else to say. You got, you got anything else you want to add about it? Concluding no, thoughts? The only thing is I would say is that I feel so lucky... And I feel like um, I'm so chuffed and I really am grateful because it's jumped down to everybody listening um, who have made it possible that we can do stuff like this yeah. so we can talk to you about it and also to people who work on Coronation Street and also the, to the Coronation Street tour guys and everybody works who works on there. I slammed, I slammed the organisation that needs work on it but it's so lovely to be taken on a tour of the street by people that genuinely fans of the show love it want to share their knowledge um everyone's happy everyone was having a great time yeah they were and, and except for one <laughs> I, I don't i think i'm gonna have to take the audio out of some of the videos i took because there were three women who were having a massive fight with each other about putting people's cardigans on a push chair <laughs> and there was a mum and I think two daughters and a baby who was one of the daughter's babies and the mum was going please don't ruin this for me please don't please don't <laughs> so if you're out there I hope your day got better, got after, better that after that because you were getting a bit the, the other thing that I would want to say about the crowd as well is you know we we were kind of we, we'd done the set tour a number of times now we're very lucky we've been on the official set tour we've had some behind the scenes set tours um charlie and and connor have taken us on there before so we we, we we've done it 
before it wasn't new to us but the people who it was clearly new to they were having a great time and some of the facts that were being said by the tour guide there was some genuine like gasps of amazement and they were laughing at all the right places and yeah the, the tour groups were just having a really lovely time so um thank you to all the tour guides who um who do what they can to to make it so lovely and memorable for the coronation street fans but i think that's about it we, we've gone for over an hour now i think that we've um pretty much said all we need to say and, and, and showed how much we had a lovely, lovely weekend. So, um, unless you've got anything else to say, Gemma. I think we've we'll tried to end we'll this end about it. four times now. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to have tea now anyway. We're going to have a takeaway tonight because our, our shopping order didn't come. So, hey, curry for us. So, um, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye again. We'll be back <laughs> with the weekend with our normal episode. Until then, ta-ra. Bye. The music for this podcast came from podcastteams.com. Bye.